the volume. The Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook for obvious reasons. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. Fast payouts in as quick as two hours. Are you kidding me? And do you see these same game parlay bets? Not to mention the live betting. Just a gorgeous platform all the way across the board. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they will be sharing all season long on my podcast. You can't miss it. We're talking about risk-free bets, same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds, markets, and more. That's boosted odds, baby. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO. So they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona. 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. All right, welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever. Alex Monaco, chilling with live moods. Miss John Moran MVP ticket over there. How are we feeling? <laughs> another career high moment for John last night. And a poster. You got to be feeling good. Even better since last time we hopped on. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people, though, that are like super not sold on John Moran. Um, they think it's really hard for him to get it as a point guard, which I understand the concern there. I think Joel Embiid, obviously a lot of people feel like he's a lock right now. So I'm not letting myself get too excited just yet because there's a whole lot of games left. I do wonder if James Harden is going to affect Joel Embiid's chances at MVP. And then obviously you've got a guy like DeMar DeRozan who has consistently been excellent this season so I think it's a tight race between the three of them as much as I love Jokic uh, there is rumor that Jamal Murray and MPJ may be back sooner than people thought I think that will definitely affect his chances so I think John Morant right now is sitting in a nice comfortable third and I'm I'm okay with it because I grabbed it at 3200 so we're just gonna rock with it still but I'm not I'm not super you know confident on it just yet <laughs> Well, we got a nice little month and some change. Happy March yes. to everyone out there. We're going to start with some opening lines. I'm going to go out on a limb and say a must win for the Lakers tonight, Liv. They are hosting yeah. the Mavericks, who had a historic comeback win against the Warriors on Sunday. Here we are with the Mavs, minus 5.5 at the moment on FanDuel. What are your thoughts on this one? I mean, it's really hard for me to to not like this this spot for the Mavs right now. Kind of coming off of that high um, and that win, uh, this is a this is a Mavericks team that defensively allows the second fewest points to their opponent. 
And this Lakers team, I mean, can we cut to the chase really quick? LeBron James looks checked out. I talked about it. I posted about it. The LeBron fanboys came from my neck. And listen, I don't care if it makes you upset. I'm not saying that he's a bad player, but he is not checked into this Lakers season. I said it the last time that we were on the show together. He's not checked in. There's nothing exciting about the Lakers right now. And I stand by that. I mean, it's embarrassing to watch, to be honest with you. And I think Lakers fans are feeling that. Um, So the Mavericks being as great as they are defensively this year, it makes it hard for me to want to go any other way with this bet. Um, Fortunately for the Lakers, the Mavs do rank bottom 10 in points scored per game. So offensively, um, they've been a little bit slower. Uh, So that may work to the Lakers favor. I know that the line originally opened up around minus three and a half. I would have felt way better taking it there. Um, This is a tough one for me. This is tough, but I I think I'm going to ride with the Mavs defensively. I just think they're, they're too strong to lose to the Lakers right now. Yeah, it's a great takeaway. It's a Lakers team, to your point, if their leader's checked out or just doesn't have the belief. I mean, we're talking more about LeBron James and his son, not even next season, the following season, than we (laughs) are about Lakers basketball this season. One in five in their last six. Uh, Just a demoralizing close of the Clippers game the other night. They get ran out of their own building by the Pelicans. I mean, It's so hard to watch Russell Westbrook. He has certified lost his Austin Powers mojo. I mean, the guy is straight lying at the podium saying this doesn't affect him. He can't get his groove back. I look at this Mavs team. They're scorching hot right now. They're 4-0 in their last four overall, covering 4-0 in their last four road games. I got another stat here. When they cover the previous game, they're 6-1 in the following game on a cover they have one day rest or six and one against the spread in their last seven on a one day rest lakers again just one and five in their last six i i'm holding a lakers to make the playoffs ticket so i am irate right now and <laughs> i'm a laker born and raised diehard so this is very hard to watch it's frustrating knowing that this mavs team is going to come in and to your point play better defense, play more engaged. And that really may come down to it. As far as the five and a half, it is fickle. I'm going to go Mavericks until proven. Otherwise, I will mention for people out there that the Lakers do own this head-to-head quite dominantly. So there's something maybe with a trend there that says five and a half. But right now, I got to lean Mavs, especially with just them not giving up the other night. I watched that whole Warriors game. It was impressive. So... Very. We'll lean. We'll lean as a duo on the Mavs. But speaking of the Warriors, live they're on the road, getting, excuse me, giving away one and a half. So it's Warriors minus one point five right now on FanDuel. T Wolves on a back to back here. Big Cat three last night. How do you like this one? Uh, to be honest with you, I kind of like the Timberwolves in this spot. Uh, they're just. They're a big team, (laughs) not numbers wise, but size wise. And they have just been very, very dominant um, as of late. And and to be honest with you, I think this is a team that I slept on. I I did not see that. I did not see the Timberwolves being this way. Um, Russell has been great. Carl Anthony Towns just won the three point contest. So he's taken more shots. He's feeling good. 
I I really like this Timberwolves team right now. And, and the only reason that I worry for the Warriors in this spot is without Draymond Green. I think if they had Draymond Green, it would be a little bit of a different story here. Uh, not having their one guy that can really get in there defensively and aggressively uh, worries me for the Warriors in this spot. And and the Timberwolves have been really showing up and, and playing very competitive basketball. Um so I think I'm going to rock with the Timberwolves in this one, to be honest with you. I think, uh, you know, you always need an underdog in the NBA that you're kind of rooting for because it happens all the time. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I do like the spot for the Timberwolves. I think defensively they're not a strong team, um, but they're big. And I think that's going to work in their favor when they're facing a Warriors team that is without Draymond Green. So I'm going to actually rock with the Timberwolves here um, at home. Fingers crossed. But I think the Timberwolves are in a good spot right now. I hate to go fade or follow on you and, and go fade here, but this, for me, it comes down to scheduling. And that's really one of the things I've learned from veterans out there in NBA. It's a bad schedule spot for the T-Wolves. They're coming on a back-to-back, traveling back home to had to play Cleveland in Cleveland, who gave them all they were worth last night. I mean, that game, Wolves were down big early in the first, really the first half. Come back, Carl hits the three. But you look at Golden State, and this is a little bit of the cowherd kind of NFL theory. They got embarrassed on national TV, breaking a 62-game win streak, live of being up 20-plus and blowing a game. So I think having the day off, and on that note, they're 12-5 and on a rest advantage. Minnesota just 3-7 and on a back-to-back. You know, Golden State, they're pretty good as an away favorite. It's a humble one and a half. They're 11 and five. I just think, again, it comes down to Warriors got humbled. They had that game. They need to win these next few games to keep up with the Suns. They have an advantage, really, with Chris Paul out to try to maybe leapfrog them and take the one seed. I just think Minnesota coming in. I know they're young. They can bounce back. But on a one and a half point spread, I got to take the Warriors on the road all day long here also two and one against them in their last three curry plays pretty well against them we'll talk about it more later in the show but i gotta go with with the the dubs here it's falling the one and a half all right i like it okay let's wrap it up with a team that just danced right before the all-star break we got the atlanta hawks getting six points at the td garden live what say you in that eastern conference matchup Um, this is a tough one for me because defensively the Celtics team has been great. And we kind of touched on them a little bit before the all-star break. They were on a genuine heater. Uh, they were playing really, really great on both sides of the ball. Uh, the Hawks getting six points though, seems like a lot, to be honest with you. Um, that seems like a lot of points for a Hawks team that has been great lately. Uh, Trey young has been great. Um, I think I kind of want to take the six here with the Hawks. Honestly, I just think six is a lot of points. I think that the Hawks are a competitive team and I don't think that they'll make they'll let it, the spread, you know, get that big. I don't think they'll let the deficit get that big. Um, and I think they're a lot more competitive than people think they are. Um, this is a Hawks team that in terms of points scored, uh, they're top 10. So I'm really liking offensively what this Hawks team has been looking like. Obviously, they will be facing a very strong defensive team tonight in the Celtics, but I like the Hawks here. Six is a lot of points, so I'm going to take them to cover. 
Yeah, well said. I, this is a Hawks team no one's really talking about that went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They had just such a sluggish start, almost a hangover start. Last 18 games, though, 12 and 6 on straight up and against the spread. I love that. To your point, 6 is a big number. I mean, you look at head-to-head -head against these two teams. Hawks have covered three of the last four on the road against them. This matchup the other day, and I watched part of that game, the Hawks came out fire, and they outscored them 28-17 the first quarter. Had they not given up a 19-point third quarter, I think 42-23 is what the Celtics outscored them, they were in it, and they were winning three of those four quarters, if I'm not mistaken. So right. I think a six here on a 10-point loss the other day against them, you know, it's going to come down to if Trey can drop what he did against the C's the other day, which, which was 30. Can he do something of that in the offensive category again? I think he can. Again, I think it's more of a number here. Six a lot. And yeah. this Celtics team, I know they're playing great defense, but again, it's kind of who you play to. And they've had a cupcake February schedule. Didn't like that performance against Indiana last game as well. It, it was bound for them to have a letdown spot. I do think they can win this game. I don't know if they can cover six. I'm with you on ATL plus six. Let's go. I love when we agree. All right. Let's talk what you are phenomenal at. Let's get into some <laughs> player props here. Let's Got four stars to talk about. We've touched on them a little, breaking it down. But let's get into these over-unders here. We yep. have Luca starting out. At 31 and a half live tonight against the lackluster Lakers defense. Too high, too low, or just right? You know, this is an interesting one for me because when I'm looking at Luca as a player, um, forgive me if this is a hot take, but I don't really think it is. I mean, yes, he is considered a point guard, but we really see a lot of shooting from this guy. I mean, this is the guy on the Mavericks team that to me kind of plays, he bounces in between the point guard and the shooting guard role. In my opinion, I think he does a lot of scoring um, and he has to on this Mavericks team. I mean, he is that guy for the Mavs. So it's interesting because whenever I'm handicapping a player prop, I'm looking at how each team defensively matches up against each position that they are going up against. So for Luke, for a guy like Luca, it's very interesting. Now, if you're looking at him from the point per, or the point guard perspective, um, the Lakers in the last seven have given up an average of 22.66 points per game to opposing point guards. So right there, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, you know, he's got a lot of opportunities to score. Russell Westbrook being, you know, guarded by Westbrook doesn't really scare me for him at all. Um, and in that shooting guard position, because, you know, we're going to probably see him bounce around there 24 points per game in the last seven to opposing shooting guards. So I do think Luca is in a great spot. I think all in all, the Lakers struggle to defend guards um, and to be up against one of the most elite guards in the game tonight, especially after their performance last night. I do really like this spot for um Luca so I think that his 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 points tonight is the move for sure yeah I'm I'm right there just right I mean in February he's averaging 34.7 he's had a scorching February 40 points in two of his last five it's just the offense runs through him he's got the ball in his hand every single possession again this is Lakers D just not being able to stop anyone I feel like I could put up five and three 
on, on this team. <laughs> Go out, hit one three, you know, whatever. Maybe get to the line. But yeah, this Luke, this Luca number, I think it's just right. I like the over tonight. I think, you know, both of us being on the Mavs, I, I think it has to be a Luca ball out kind of evening. So I'm going to go over that number uh, with you as well. Let's let's talk Stefferless here. It's at 27.5 on FanDuel. Too high, too low, or just right against the T-Wolves? Listen, when it comes to player props, pretty much 90% of the time, Vegas is just right. Um, and that's what makes them so difficult. And uh, he averages 27 in the two games he's played the Timberwolves this season, which would make sense why it's at 27 and a half, um, okay. because that brutal hook will get you. And it's gotten me many, many times before. Um, in terms of how the Timberwolves defend point guards in the last seven, um, they're giving this will actually make a lot of people feel better. They're giving up the fourth, uh, the fifth most points, excuse me, um, to opposing point guards in the last seven games. And to be going up against Steph Curry when you're in that spot defensively against point guards is a tough spot to be in. So to maybe backtrack on me taking the Timberwolves tonight, whoops, um, you know, you made a great point that he does play well against this team. In the last seven, they're giving up the fifth most points to opposing point guards at 26.13. Um, that's probably against your average point guard. Steph Curry is not that. So I think the number is absolutely just right. But I do think taking the over is the move tonight. Yeah, it's right where it should be. Oh, he yeah. averages 25.7 in 35 games against them. To, to your point, 27 in the last two. He's gone 27, 33 in two of his last five. It's just, it's right where it should be. It's tough with these because again, they're spot on. It's it's literally, he's gonna be right in that 25 to 30 range, more than likely. I'll go over here just to make a pick, mainly because I'm on the Warriors. And I think he, I mean, geez, what he had 16 threes for Team LeBron, 15 or 16. Nuts. I, I was I mean, there and watching, and it just was like, uh, it was like a magic show. Like he would awesome. shoot it and he would turn and he would walk away, and he knew it was going in. Like he was already celebrating his three before it even went through the net. Like it was just, yeah, it was nuts. It was nuts. <laughs> okay, we're going over. I love it. All right, let's talk this Celtics Hawks matchup with the two stars. Yes. Trey Young, 27.5 points tonight. Live too high, too low, or just right? Too high, too high, too <laughs> high. Listen, I have taken an under on Trey Young before, and it was the worst decision I've ever made because he's Trey Young. Okay. On any given night, he is bound to pop off. But let me tell you why I like the under tonight. In three games against the Celtics this season, he's only averaging 23. I say only. That's a great number. However, if the line's at 27 tonight, it's not a great number. So he's only averaging 23 um, against this Celtics team this season. And in the last seven matchups, the Celtics are giving up the third fewest points to opposing point guards at only 21.13. So they know how to defend the point guards. They know how to defend guards in general. Their defense, as I mentioned earlier, they're giving up the fourth fewest points to opposing teams. Um, so... 27 and a half compared to his average at 23 and the fact that in the last seven, the Celtics are only giving up 21 per game um, in the last seven. I'm going under. I, I think it's too high. So therefore I think the under is the move. 
It's so difficult to count it this is. one. And I've done it before. I've taken his under and it was brutal. Like I could tell two minutes into the game, it was not hitting. And I turned the game off. I was like, that's <laughs> it. he is going off. Like I can just see it, but yeah, it's hard. I get it. It's tough. Yeah. Well, I, your stats back it up. It is a little high. He did have 30 against him the other week, which does make it a little more difficult, but Man, it's like it's a little Jekyll and Hyde. Forty-one versus the Raptors, and he had fourteen versus the Bulls. Right. Yeah, forty-one versus Cleveland, twenty-two versus the Magic. I'm with you. I'm I'm gonna take a very bold stance with Liv here and go with the <laughs> under and hope he doesn't cross that thirty piece. Even <laughs> though we're both on the Hawks with the six, which makes me a little nervous because we're gonna need him yeah. to probably get over twenty-seven and a half. But Absolutely. Top three points against defense right now. Celtics arguably arguably played the best defense the whole month last month. So I, I got to go under with you. I, I like it. I love it. Yes. All right. Let's wrap it up with Jason Tatum. It's sitting at 26.5. Too high, too low, or just right. This is just right, in my opinion. In the three games that he has played the Hawks this season, he's averaging 30.7 points per game. Um, the Hawks defend, yeah, they're, they're, they're average. They're below average at defending um, the forwards here. But, I mean, they're in the last seven, the Hawks have given up the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven most points to opposing small forwards in the last seven um, at like 24.05. And he's averaging 30.7 against this team this season. I like his over. I think the number is just right, um, but I'm going to take the over. Yeah, it's it's right where it should be. He's only hit this over three in the last 10. It makes me a little nervous, but he did put up a 38 piece on the Hawks in that win right before the break. I like yep. that he had four threes in that matchup too. Look at him on the over-under with threes tonight as well. The Hawks don't defend the three or play very good defense. And to your observation of just who's matching up against them, I'm I'm not liking anyone to match up against this man. And it's it's so tough to go under knowing that he could pop off as well. But again, 30, 38 against Atlanta last time. It's only been a week and a half since they danced. I, I got to go over with you. I think this is a Celtics win, Hawks cover. Can we get a Trey under and a, a, a Tatum <laughs> God, over? God, we are asking for a lot in this we're, game. <laughs> we're asking for a two and two outing, probably yeah. lose on the juice. But we'll... If we can go three and one, it'd be great. But I, I think we're very much in alignment for tonight's NBA hoops. I thought it was a good show. How about you? Absolutely. I'm excited. I love I love the NBA. It's definitely my strong suit. So another night with a full juicy slate is my favorite thing ever. So I'm excited. The volume.